When we go through change, three really big things are coming up. And it's, do I trust myself to go through this change? Like, is the time right? You know, am I making the right decision? Those kind of conversations start coming up. Then the next thing I notice with big change is, am I worthy of this? Right? Am I worthy of this up level? Am I worthy of this new identity? What's up, lady? And welcome back to the show. I have to start with, well, A, I'm recording in my car. Um, If you've been following along, and I may have mentioned this in my pod, I definitely sent out a whole email about this. The closet is completely empty and it's getting redone. So I can't record in there and I have no nice soft clothes to absorb the sound to make my podcast sound so amazing. So I chose the car. So anyways, first I'd like to start off with thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much to everybody who sent me a DM or a Voxer or an email. Like I was so overwhelmed with how much love and support I got from last week's episode around changing the name of the show. And I actually have gotten some really cool name ideas. So like, thank you. I, You know, in your mind when you're doing something, you're like, A, no one cares, and B, like, no one's going to respond to this. Um, And as much as I love recording podcasts, like sometimes I'm like, Katie, you're literally talking to yourself. So it means so, so much to me. And... I just wanted to share. Like, I can't tell you how much it warms my heart. So thank you so much for that. The juices are definitely flowing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Still in the process of like figuring it all out, right? And I know that this is going to be like exactly that, a process. And it's funny how all of this stuff is happening at the same time. Like, I feel like I want to change a podcast and my closet is getting upgraded and the closet's such a big part of my story. So probably going to continue to flow with the creative juices for a couple more weeks as we go through all these transitions so it's never too late if you're just catching up on this week and you're like oh my god um I've thought of this or at any point even if it's a word if there's a word that comes up for you when you listen to this podcast please continue to send them and um I would love it. DM Katie Allen stylist or email me at katie at katiejuststyle.com. And I don't know if you guys hang out on Voxer. I hang out on Voxer all the time. It's kind of like this walkie-talkie app I was introduced to in 2019, but it's a really, really fun way to connect. And um, my handle on there is Katie B. Allen, not to be confused with Katie Ballin, because the B is for my middle name. I get that all the time. Oh, and if you're wondering, my middle name is Blair like facts of life. Anyways, thank you so much for your support. I love it. Love it so much. If you are looking for support in area of style, I have a couple of downloads on the website that I wanted to um, remind you guys about. And one particularly really, really came up for me this week, last week really, and I've really been loving it and talking about it a little bit more than usual, is the style quiz. And reclaiming your style identity, which is essentially what today's whole episode is about for me. I was really thinking about identity. 
And that is my jam. Like, I love me a good personality quiz. I love to lean in and learn more and more about myself. Hence, I guess that's why I'm obsessed with this style quiz. So this quiz actually was gifted to me by another local stylist that was retiring. And I just loved the questions on the quiz because it is a direct correlation to who you are and what makes you happy and how to translate the clothing items into that, which is my jam is, okay, so you want to feel this way, you want to feel that way. This is how you can tap into that energy with these physical items of clothing or colors. So hop on over to the website if you really want to dig into that. It's katiejuststyle.com backslash style dash quiz. Might have called it a hyphen, call it a hyphen, call it a dash. It's katiejuststyled.com backslash style dash quiz. And it's really about reclaiming your style identity and your icon. Go through, it's only 10 questions. And after the 10 questions, I have, I mean, I think it's at least 10 or 15 style tips or ways to dress according to the style icon that you chose. This is the exact quiz that I use with all of my clients. And I love this quiz. I think it's an amazing place to start and level set for both of us, for you to get to know yourself and really kind of see where you identify and where your natural comfort zone is. And then to peek around at some of the other style icons and see what pieces you can bring in to your go-to style to build your ultimate real style personality because we're many things, right? We're many things in one day where leaders, we're moms, we're artists, we're hikers, we're wives, we're all these different versions of ourselves. hence the identities. And I truly believe that our style identity is the same way. We want to feel different ways throughout our day. And there's different ways to do that by tapping into the different style icons and ultimately building your own. It's why it's called personal styling because it's only you and only you know how to do that. So I love it. All right, so um, let's talk about identity. And if this episode resonates with you, like I think it will, definitely is resonating with me, obviously. Share it with a friend. Let's grow this community of women who are desiring to feel good and making that their priority on a daily basis. So I love this topic because I feel like this is why you're here. This is why I'm here. Ultimately, is the podcast was born out of a, who the fuck am I? Who the fuck do I want to be? Right? I think that's the question that we're constantly asking all the time. Maybe not like directly, but that's really what it is. It's like, how do I want to feel to me is basically like, who the fuck am I? Who do I want to be? How I want to feel is how do I get there? And when I started the podcast, it was in a huge transitional moment. Just starting the podcast literally triggered an a you know what's the word I'm looking for a domino effect of events that set me up to where I am right now and I know that that's just going to continue to happen but it was one of the biggest life transitions in my life that then led me to the next biggest of well <laughs> set me up I guess for the pandemic and losing my job of 11 years to come back to myself to start my business so you can say that Rebuilding my identity, unlocking my identity, 
recreating or just creating from scratch or kind of remembering all of those words because I think it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of what am I letting go of? Where is my identity evolving away from? What is it evolving to? And how do I grapple with that? Because it's kind of what I was talking about a lot this week around change. And I think this is why life transitions are so fucking hard. Even good ones, not just bad ones, not just the job loss, but there's always the, even just like having a baby, getting married, whatever. There's a lot of really big life transitions that happen and nothing in life is black and white. There's always a gray. And I truly believe that there's always that feeling of both. And I've talked about this and I think children was when I first realized that there's the feeling of both, that I can feel two opposing feelings at one time. So I love this topic. Um, I've always been obsessed with personalities. I Connections, one of my core values. I love to read people. I felt like it was always a gift of mine. I don't think I knew that I was doing it. I think I was just doing it. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I am reading a book currently called Cues, I think. Um, Vanessa Van Edwards, I believe her name is. And I'm reading it and it's about how we communicate non-verbally and verbally and all the things. And I'm like, God, I've always been attracted to that part of life. It's what just like makes me tick. So I love a good life transition and we're always going to go through them. And that's been my big revelation this past week is that when we go through change, three really big things are coming up. And it's, do I trust myself to go through this change? Like, is the time right? You know, am I making the right decision? Those kind of conversations start coming up. Then the next thing I notice with big change is, am I worthy of this? Right? Am I worthy of this up level? Am I worthy of this new identity that I'm building? Because every time a big change happens, a piece of our identity shapes itself to the next version of ourselves. And it's like we're constantly, and I hate when people say this, but I think it's true. We're constantly like dying and being reborn again, right? Like just like our cells, I guess. Like we constantly have the opportunity to morph the ecosystem around us, inside of us, all of that. And then the last part of it is the grief, right? Like I know that my closet, well, my closet already doesn't look the same. It's never going to have that blue wall on it that it had on it when I first moved in. And when I first moved in, that was a not the blue wall per se, but just the house in and of itself, it had so, it meant so much to me for so many different reasons. We moved in because our oldest kid was starting kindergarten. We wanted to be in a certain school district. It just had, you know, we were just coming out some really fucked up financial situations. That's a whole another podcast episode. And we were rebuilding our lives. So there's so many pieces of this house where I just had moments in time where I was like, oh my God. And then obviously recently, I've built this version of my life out of that closet. It holds so many pieces. Every podcast, every video, every client interaction, every call. The first client I ever talked to was in that closet. Like everything, the whole podcast in that closet, right? So there's a lot of grief. I know it will never be the same. It will never look the same. So going through this transition, and I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say and get at is the correlation and the irony doesn't fucking fall short on me is that's actually how I serve women as well. And that's actually 
What I really love about style is the way that it helps us go through these transitions, the way it helps us rebuild our identities, the way that we get to express who we are through what we wear. And that's a big part of this for me. And I've really been going super deep with a lot of my clients lately around who they are, what are their core values, how are they motivated. Now, all of these things obviously help me serve them better from where I'm sitting as holding space for them. But by carving out the time and going through this, they are really starting to pinpoint who they are. And that, to me, is how we build confidence. I can tell you to wear the most amazing outfit and you might love the colors and the silhouette might be pushing your boundaries a little bit and you can look amazing in a photo shoot and that and not that everyone has to get a photo shoot I'm just a really good example because you can physically be reflected back to yourself but if you still look at that woman and you don't identify with that woman and you don't know what that woman stands for and you don't know what her core values are who gives a fuck how cute her outfit is? Because that's all you're going to be looking at. That's the only thing that's going to be communicated to you from that photo. And I believe that it's more than that. I believe that when you look at that photo and you look at that selfie of yourself that I'm going to make you send me <laughs> in the mirror. So just know if you ever book me, there will be lots of mirror selfies. I want you to look at that woman and I don't want you to say this, this, and this, and this, and all the bad things, and the negative things. I want you to look at that woman and just know so in tunely who she is, what her core values are, what her abilities are, her beliefs, what beliefs may be old and she's ready to retire and which one she's grappling with right now. She builds this new identity, what she's fucking good at, what she doesn't like. Maybe we're not ready to talk about what we do like, but what don't you like? I want th that to be reflected back to you. And I know that when someone calls on me to work with them, they're going through a life transition or they're just coming out of the other side of that. And it's such an honor to be in that space with someone. And this is why I love what I do, but also it's honestly why I think I'm constantly going through these own versions of myself and why I have had to rebuild my own identity so abruptly and just so like everyone has gone through this version in the last couple of years. There's not a person, I'm going to say, standing that hasn't on some level had to rebuild their life um, when 2020 hit. But it's near and dear to my heart. And I really believe an amazing way to show up and serve is when you've experienced that kind of transformation yourself. It makes it a lot easier to hold space for someone as they go through that life change. And it's really, really something that I truly just love anyway. I've always been fascinated with it. And I just want to share how this works for me. One of the things that a lot of people said to me right after I lost my job and started my business was, I am so jealous of your clarity. You are so clear in what you want right now. How the hell did you do it? And I'm going to say it was multiple things. I think taking action creates clarity. One thing I've learned about myself is I am an action taker. And my version of being an action taker, and I only know this through 
the identity claiming that I love to do, which honestly, I think I learned this through my Enneagram, which I'm going to bring an Enneagram specialist on the show in a couple of weeks, because I think that's a really fun way to reclaim your identity and, and then in turn style to self-express is I am an achiever, not a perfectionist. Hear me out. I am an achiever. My gold star comes from getting it fucking done. Whether it's perfect or not, I care, of course. I don't want things to be missed or wrong. And of course, I fucking hate when I there's a typo or a misspelling. But that's not what really gives me that like, oh, feeling like, yes. For me, it's like achieving, taking action, getting it done. I know that my first podcast episode wasn't going to be perfect. Yeah, I had angst over it. I don't want to be a complete idiot, but getting it done was so much more important to me than it being perfect. I'm always looking for ways to grow, but what I've really learned about myself is that I like to take action almost to a fault. I think all of our strengths can be our faults on some end, right? Because I'm so good at taking action and I'm so good at getting things done that I literally will put on blinders to sometimes the things that matter most, like quality time, etc. right? But that's something that like I innately know about myself. So when people ask me, like, how did you get so much clarity? I'm going to say from my version of it, I believe that action creates clarity. And I think the only way to get where we want to get is through it, right? There's no magic trick. I couldn't go around the pain. I couldn't go under the pain. I couldn't go over the pain. I had to show up every single fucking day and say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just going to throw shit at the wall. And then fortunately enough, I came back to myself and I did that by myself. And then to me, that's how I can continue to always draw on the confidence, When we're going through life transitions and we're rebuilding our identity, our confidence is shaken to the fucking core. Because from where I sit, my perspective is that when we know who we are, when our identity feels real to us, the closer that our ideal selves are to our actual selves correlates to how much confidence we feel. So two things that I feel like I know for sure is that life transitions are fucking scary. Change is fucking scary. And then in turn, when we go through those things, our confidence gets shaken a little bit and our confidence feels like the foundation of who we are. It impacts every move we make all day. And I believe the quickest way to rebuild that foundation is to constantly be checking in and remembering who I am and focusing on my identity, reclaiming that, rebuilding that, unlocking pieces of it. It's ever fucking evolving, right? And that's the other little sneaky fucking thing about change is that it's the only thing in life that's guaranteed. And it's the one thing that fucking keeps us shooken up is change. So for me, when I think about change, I'm constantly thinking about my foundation, which is where my confidence lies, which is wrapped around my identity and who I am, not what I do. I also want to express that when I say identity, I'm not talking about what I do on a daily basis. I'm talking about who the fuck I am. Now, because if I know who the fuck I am, when my identity gets shaken, like when I lose the job, then I can come back and say, okay, I'm not the job, right? I wasn't the job. I was good at the job. Clearly, I wasn't that fucking good. Maybe I wouldn't have got fired. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think that comes down to a couple of other things. But this podcast is not for that. <laughs> 
who I am and what made me good at the job and what makes me good at all the other things in my life and what makes me me is not that job. It's my deep sense of connection. It's my ability to read the room. It's my ability to get really vulnerable and create connections with people so they feel like they could trust me so we could work better together because when you build trust with someone, you work better together, right? My ability to take action does make me good in some spaces, right? These are all the things. My sense of humor, you know, all of those things make you who you are, but I could have never told you that, especially not when I lost my job and especially not when the ego was hit. And I'm just sharing that because we're all constantly going through those kind of transitions, right? Constantly, all the time. So all of that is a long freaking way to say, do you want to know like how I approach this with my clients? Do you want to know like the three easy ways that I think you can get, gain that clarity in your life when someone says, you know, who are you? What do you want? What are your dreams? And then this is really an extension of last week's episode. I know I talked about this a lot last week, but it's just so on my mind and it's just so part of everything that's going on right now. And I just wanted to continue to take it there and just talk about how important it is to reclaim pieces of our identity. And I think reclaim is exactly the right word. Because when I say rebuild, I don't think it's rebuilding. Because maybe you don't need to rebuild a piece of yourself that you lost. Maybe it's time to lose that piece. I think what happens for me is I think a lot of these things were already there inherently. And I just forgot. And I believe that that's what a lot of people, we inherently forget. And I don't think it's about creating because I do believe that those things are already there and it it morphs and it ebbs and it flows and it, it evolves. So I really do think it's about just reclaiming what we think things mean to us, what is valuable to us at this point in our lives based on the experience that we've had up into this point, based on our perception up into this point. So the three ways if I had to get super clear on identity and how I connect with it, there's three things that I'm going to harp on. And again, to me, identity is our personality traits, like really identifying them, knowing what those are. And again, I believe that they can change. And there's a difference between a trait and a behavior. And that's something I'm really interested in exploring on this podcast. If you guys know anybody, any experts like that are obsessed with human behavior and traits, let me know. I'd love to bring them on the show. But for me, identity is like personality traits, um, things that we're good at, things that we enjoy, our beliefs, what motivates us our likes, our dislikes, all of that kind of stuff. And for me, the one thing I always come back on, and God knows in these last couple of weeks and months, the thing that I keep coming back on and the thing I've really been enjoying talking to my clients about is core values. And I did a core values exercise, I think it was May of 2021. And those values are still my core values. I think maybe your core values can change over 
long periods of time. But I think your core values really get to like the essence of who you are. Like this is me in a nutshell, right? So I went through this exercise and um, there's a really good exercise I've been sharing with my clients that's on Brene Brown's website. And there's just values, words. And which words mean the most to you? And there's going to be like 20 words. That you're like, these are all my words. Abundance and adventure and balance and clarity. Like these are all my words. But the trick is really narrowing it down. I think I have five, but there's three big ones that I narrow it down to all the time. And this is how I make decisions. And this is how I navigate change. And this is how I'm constantly checking in with myself is... Am I connected to these core values? Is this thing I'm doing ultimately rooted in my core values? And it also helps me identify pieces of myself and why I do the things I do. This is why I love exploring core values. And so I'm going to give you an example. So my core values, the top three that I feel like I've really been, that I lean into all the time, no matter whether it's my business, my family life, my friends, myself, how I move. Again, the essence of me is connection, humor, and authenticity. So I also want to add the word vulnerability in there, but I think authenticity for me includes transparency and vulnerability. Humor, for me, I want to add in playful and fun, but that's how I play and that's how I have fun ultimately is through humor. Like, to me, comedy is the best thing that has ever fucking invented. And I swear to past life, I was a comedian. Maybe one day I will be one again. Someone told me the other day I was funny and I did not know how much I valued that. I've been told I have I was many things over time, but someone saying, and it was someone, we have a connection, but we didn't have like a deep connection. And if our connection was like a string, I would say it was a little wobbly at times. But when that person said that, I felt seen in a way I haven't felt seen I don't know, I don't want to say in a long time, but at least by that person. And I was like, holy shit, it was really validating. And I was like, that is one of my core values. And then connection. Oh, yeah. So I think if I had to pick one, I'm going to say connection is probably my number one core value. And this is where I really felt like I unlocked a lot about myself. What I was saying last week on the pod is I like to go deep. I'm an oversharer. I am not the you know, what's the fucking weather outside? If I know you and I trust you, like you are getting all of it. And then I'm sorry, you have to discern (laughs) where we're drawing the lines because I fucking value deep, deep, deep connection. I love to go deep. I do not enjoy surface level conversations. I don't give a fuck what the weather is. Like, I know what the weather is. Let's talk about something real. I feel all of my feelings and I like to feel them big and I'm a big feeler. I don't like surface level stuff. I like to go deep. Now, authenticity to me, maybe vulnerability falls under the connection. That's how I create connection is through being vulnerable because when I'm vulnerable, it lets other people know that they can be vulnerable to me. And then also, and I know you're like, duh, but that's how I use my style constantly. I dress to create connection when I want to be connected to, 
Now I don't always want to be connected to, okay? There are moments where I don't, and that's when I don't dress, right? So when I said one of my favorite things to do is to run to the grocery store in sweatpants with no makeup, that's because I don't feel like being connected to because I've been on all week in some capacity, whether taking care of kids, trying to be my best self, serving, you know, hanging out with friends, whatever it is. If I am really wanting to retreat and be alone, I don't dress for connection. I dress for leave me the fuck alone. And I think that's fair. And I think a lot of us do that. But I also believe that a lot of us probably crave connection more than we realize. And we're sending out the wrong nonverbal cues. So long story short, for me, it's an amazing way to build connection is through what I'm wearing. Because I know that if I'm wearing bright pink lipstick into the store to do or wherever I'm going and another woman comments on that, then we see each other. And it's an amazing, easy way to intro into a conversation. And that's a core value of mine. It's really helped me understand what I want out of my family life, what I desire out of my personal life, what hobbies I want to take up or try out for the first time. Knowing my core values has really helped me understand how to see what my dreams are. What's my superpower? What's my purpose on this planet? All of those things. It's really, really helped me. The other way, so these are just the three ways that I found when I was getting clarity and the three ways I've really been also incorporating into serving my styling clients is spending time alone. Everyone's favorite. It's really hard. It's really hard to spend time alone. I work from home. My husband works from home. I feel like my kids are always home. Um, There's so many fucking parent-teacher work days. (laughs) And spending time alone is such a luxury. And it's hard. I am going to be completely honest with you. A lot of time when I'm alone, I want to listen to a podcast. I want to read a book. I want to do all these things. This is really hard to sit with your own fucking thoughts. But it's been a game changer for me daily. Like when I talked about recently my business feeling like it was slowing down and then picking up, spending time by myself is what ultimately got me back through these thoughts, right? So I think This is why journaling and meditating is everyone's answer to life's problems because you're essentially spending time to yourself. And when you're getting to know your thoughts, you're getting to understand how your brain works, you're feeling your body, you're sensing when you're agitated, it's creating self-awareness. And I think self-awareness is queen, dude. Self-awareness is the identity. It's the reclamation of the identity. It's knowing those things about yourself. And I'm not saying, obviously, no one's perfect, but it has helped me communicate and build deeper connection, one of my core values, in so many areas of my life. Being hyper self-aware is a gift and a curse, but it's such a gift. It has helped so much build my confidence, which I think we're all after, build better connection. Even if connection is not one of your core values and you just like to have connection with five people or just your family, knowing your own thoughts and your self-awareness will help you do that. It has helped me become a better parent. It has helped me become have some of the best conversations around parenthood. It has helped me release feelings, negative feelings from other people and different things like that. 
And then this other piece of this that has helped me is aligning with what I want, aligning with my highest self, right? You know, I talk a lot like dress, you know, for your next level and be her now and wear that thing now and wear that thing because you deserve to wear that thing. Don't let it just sit in the closet, like connect to that next version of yourself. And I was saying all of that and I agree with all of that. But what I've learned over the last couple of weeks, months is the reason that that's so important and is a piece of our identity and how we reclaim the identity is our ideal self and our actual self are two different selves. And I think where the rub comes in and when we start to feel anxiety and when we start to feel depression and when we have any of those low vibrating emotions is because the ideal self and the actual self feel really far apart. Whether they truly are or not, I can't tell you, only you know that, but it's the perception of the ideal self and the actual self is really, really far, far apart. And that's where we know it's time to get help, right? So I've talked openly about this on my show, like a thousand percent, is my block is always around food. And it's not necessarily the overeating. I mean, I overeat all the time. <laughs> it's I get so overwhelmed by food. And it's the same way that women feel when they come to me, when they're like, I don't know how to put an outfit together. That's how I feel about food. I'm like, I don't know how to put a dinner together. I don't know. Do I have too much protein? Do I have too many carbs? Do I have too many starches? I know I have too much sugar. Okay, so I already know that. And it's fucking overwhelming to me. And I need someone to give me a framework and I need someone to make it really, really easy for me. And that's because this version of my ideal self that I have doesn't fucking do that. The version of my ideal self dances in the kitchen and cooks and bakes all fucking weekend long, right? And I always have that fantasy and I've never done it. And it starts to create that little rub because that's just where the pain point is for me. But what we can do is, it's not always the pain point for me. It's just when I'm not stepping into that space. So Part of the reclaiming the identity is get to the core values. What are those values? Spend time with yourself. Spending And all of this kind of goes together, right? Because if you spend time with yourself, you're like, I don't fucking know my core values. Spend time with yourself, build the core values, right? Spend time with yourself, get into alignment with your higher self or your ideal self versus your actual self and just pick little pieces, right? What's the one little thing that your ideal self does that you currently aren't doing? And how do you get one step closer to that, right? I'll, mm, I don't want to say never. Currently, I don't feel like I'm constantly nailing well-balanced plates of food, right? And you may not feel like you're constantly nailing well-balanced outfits, but that's why we can bring people in to help us. That's why we can just spend a few more minutes being intentional and just building the habit around it, right? I truly believe that if we dress for it, it is ours. We can take on whatever identity that we want and we can reclaim it and we can live that version of our ideal selves. Something I want you to experiment with, I was doing a little research um, last week and what came up for me is I'm obsessed with fashion psychology, which ultimately to me, fashion psychology is 
all of this. It's the identity reclaiming. How does fashion impart on your mood? How does it make you feel more confident? How does it do all these things? Because that is the tool. That is the gift. That is the one thing that doesn't overwhelm me. Like food is clothes. And it's, and I correlate it to food constantly because, well, you have to fucking eat every day and you have to get fucking dressed every day, right? So those are two really big, talking about core value, core things that we do in our life that take up a lot of our fucking time. And what I'm challenging myself with this thought around food, maybe you need to challenge yourself around this thought with style. I have no idea, but I'd love to know how you feel on this, is when you try on new clothes, ultimately you are trying on a new version of yourself. You are trying on different versions of yourself. When you try on those, and maybe they're not all for you, and this is part of reclaiming that identity, maybe you're going to try on something and it reminds you of a version of yourself that you're releasing. Time to let that go. Let me tell you, there's a lot of things that I've worn in a past life that you're not going to get me to wear again. Now, there's lots of things I've held myself back from wearing that I would love to try on to see how that version of myself fits. And does that get me closer to my ideal self? So think about that for a little bit when you're rebuilding that identity and you're reclaiming that identity that the way we dress can really impact that. And every time we try on something new, it's like trying on a different version of ourselves. Well, that's all I have to say about reclaiming your identity from the car this afternoon. I hope that you enjoyed this episode on really building that strong sense of self, remembering who the fuck you are, and how to get to that. So the three easy ways of rebuilding your style, reclaiming your, and I'm going to say style identity, is identifying your core values spending time with yourself, getting really connected to those thoughts and aligning with your higher self and really seeing where your ideal self versus your actual self may or may not be rubbing up against each other. If you enjoyed today's show, would love, love, love to hear from you what came up for you today. I would love to see what resonated with you. If you loved it, share it with a friend right? Everything's better with friends. Ding, ding. Uh, My connection, a value showing its head there. And if you're interested in reclaiming your style identity, go on the website and download my style quiz, katiejuststyled.com backslash style dash quiz. Again, it's 10 easy questions and you'll get insights into what style icons you really resonate with the most and how to leverage that energy and tap into that energy. And again, it's the exact same quiz that I share with all of my clients. And it's the beginning. It's the first brick and the style foundation that we build together. So thank you for being here today. And remember, it takes just as much energy to put on a shitty outfit that makes you feel bad as it does to put on an amazing one that helps you live your highest life. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you on the other side.